Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Tom Lewis of IndyColonials.com. Here to bring you the latest news and notes about the Indiana Pacers. And on today's episode, Lance Stevenson continues to dominate the headlines in Indy after a exhilarating performance on Tuesday night as the Pacers rallied to beat the Toronto Raptors. Lance was doing a lot of media on uh, Wednesday, uh, obviously spoke after practice, and then also did a couple of the local talk, sports talk radio shows. So we got some entertaining stuff out of that which also kind of showed a little bit of a different side of Lance now that he's a few years older and uh, a little bit more mature in front of the mic, although still plenty entertaining, uh, that's for sure. We'll also look at the latest standings up to date with games that impacted the the Pacers uh, directly on Wednesday as they sat idle. Uh, And we'll also look at the injury update for the Pacers, which is a little bit of good news, but not a lot of good news. Uh, More bad than good, I guess, at this point. Uh, But before we dive in, a reminder to hit me up with any comments or questions via email at IndyCornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at IndyCornrows. All right, Lance was doing media all over town, as I mentioned. Uh, He also spoke after practice uh, from the field house where the Pacers were preparing to take on the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday. Uh, things we kind of learned about Lance, uh, again, as I mentioned at the top, he is much more comfortable in front of the mic, a little more uh, verbose, I should say. We all know he likes to talk when he's on the court, uh, likes to talk in relaxed settings, no doubt. Uh, but usually uh, in his last go-round, uh, when the mics were on, he was short with answers, and uh, was one of those guys who just kind of wanted to uh, get his answer over with. didn't really matter what he was saying in his mind. If he spoke long enough, uh, he answered for you, and uh, you had to take what you got. But uh, now he seems a little more engaging, uh, a little more upbeat, and obviously uh, with all the praise he's been getting and the positive vibes in town, who wouldn't want to talk? But He uh, had some interesting comments about his quick transition back to Indy and uh, some things we learned about Lance uh, from his interview this morning at the Field House. Uh, You know, he has like a 30-day hotel stay uh, set up with the team, so he's using all of that. I'm assuming it's at the Conrad downtown, uh, but he doesn't have a car, not a lot of clothes, so so he's uh, wearing mostly sweatsuits and uh, jogging 
back and forth uh, from the hotel to the field house. And, you know, whenever he runs into fans who recognize him, he's happy to stop and take a picture. Uh, but it's kind of funny also, last night after the game, he uh, had on a uh, uh, Chicago Blackhawks jersey, and somebody asked him, oh, when did, when did you start following the Blackhawks? And he was like, oh, I'm just wearing this because it matches my outfit. So, uh, not a big hockey fan, but uh, it sounds like we might be seeing him in that more often than not because he doesn't have a lot of clothes here. So, uh, maybe with that new contract, he can go hit up uh, some of the shops downtown and uh, replenish the wardrobe before his belongings arrive. Uh, but regardless, I know after the game last night, I heard from fans that uh, he was out in the street because he was walking home. And uh, uh, a lot of fans are uh, out after games to, you know, kind of wave at the Pacers as they leave the field house. You know, a lot of them hoping to get autographs, hoping people will stop. Of course, Lance was uh, wading through a lot of those guys last night, guys and gals and uh, playing the Pied Piper role in the streets, it sounds like. So uh, that's why they love him. And uh, they'll surely be cheering for him again on Thursday night. Uh, He was also on the afternoon radio shows with uh, Quarian Schultz on uh, WMDE. Uh, And he was talking about that hotel situation with them. Um, I also asked him about, you know, some of the places he missed as far as restaurants where he wants to go, and uh, he brought up Moe's, which actually is now uh, Prime 47, a nice steakhouse downtown near the field house, along with uh, Ruth's Chris, of course, and then where else for Lance go? Hooters, uh, post-game. Uh, <laughs> he's often seen there after games, so uh, he mentioned that, uh, you know, Samurai Chicken, I think, is his uh, flavor of choice, but, you know, he likes to go for the conversation. Sometimes you need someone to talk to, he said. Uh, so, uh, pretty funny uh, line there. And, and I also got a kick out of his uh, reaction. Uh, we were kind of talking about, you know, his last times here and things changing. And uh, Query brought up the uh, what he referred to as the GQ photo shoot season. And uh, that comment... Uh, in the background, you can hear this giggle from Lance that was just hit me really funny, had me rolling because uh, he just he he knew <laughs> he knew what he was talking about, so it was, it was really funny. Uh, and then uh, on JMV on uh, 1070 Fan, uh, Lance was uh, you know talking about some of the similar stuff, but also revealed that uh, he was home watching the Pacers when they were up in Toronto, uh, their last game which they lost, and uh, noticed. P.J. Tucker talking a lot of trash with Paul. So he said before, even before the game on Tuesday at the Fieldhouse, he told P.G., you know, it was time to get him back. And as he, uh, as Lance put it, sure enough, <laughs> they got him back. <laughs> and Lance had uh, P.J. just wound up uh, so tight. And, uh, you know, he got the P's. But, uh, you know, his, his reaction late in the game to Lance uh, was a little less about that layup and, and more about the the back and forth throughout the whole game uh, that was uh, interesting he also said that he is appealing the technical foul which you know he should when you look at it he laid the ball up ran down the other end of the court now DeRozan Tucker both tried to sandwich him got in his face uh, instigated trying to instigate something Lance kept his hands down 
kept kept trudging through and just walked off the court. Didn't even say a word. So how's that technical? Uh, you know, obviously the refs were just trying to calm everybody down and get out of there. But uh, I would think that would be rescinded. And you know, at this point, obviously it's all about uh, avoiding the fine. So I'm sure they can at least uh, wipe out any fine that Lance would have to pay for that because. As he put it, you know, he felt good about himself just seeing that situation and walking away and getting out of it and not uh, making anything worse. So uh, definitely was the case, and he should not get a technical foul for that. You know, one thing that was kind of missed in the whole thing when you go back and look at it, you know, like 50 times like we all have today, is that Corey Joseph, you know, fired the two-hand trespass at Lance uh, under the guise of inbounding the ball, but you could tell he was trying to uh, hit him in the back, uh, but he missed. So, uh, uh, but um, for the review, maybe uh, Joseph should take that fine from Lance and uh, pay for it. But And one other thing that was funny from last night and heard today on the radio, uh, Grady and Big Joe had this on their morning show, was the audio of uh, Slick Leonard and Mark Boyle calling the incident, basically. And Boyle was, you know, criticizing Lance uh, for stirring things up with that late layup and uh, getting uh, all the uh, Raptors fired up. Uh, but then after, you know, a minute, you know, Slick said, you know, on the other side of the coin, you just got your butt beat. Go on back to Toronto. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was uh, old-school ABA Slick where they used to settle those things out on the court with severe fisticuffs. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was he was fine with, with uh, just letting Toronto uh, get on out of town after losing so big. Uh, leave, leave Lancey alone, I guess, would be uh, his, his thought on the topic. So, uh, now the Pacers ended last night in eighth place, uh, picking up that half game on Miami. Uh, but they slipped back to ninth on the off day because Miami beat Charlotte 112-99 to move into a tie with Chicago and Indiana. Of course, Pacers have no tiebreakers in that matchup. Uh, Southern ninth, but uh, the Heat do have a tough schedule coming down the road here. Uh, they Their next games are at Toronto, at Washington, and then they finish up the season at home against Cleveland and Washington again. So all those teams are you know still trying to secure a favorable spot uh, at the top of the East, so it, you know maybe down to that last game, uh, team might take a rest. But uh, the uh, uh, Heat are going to have a challenge ahead of them with that schedule uh, to keep pace, and hopefully the Pacers force them to keep winning uh, by winning on their own. So the Pacers have, uh, of course, the Bucks coming in on Thursday night. Team that uh, has had their numbers been a bad matchup for them. Uh, they've been able to really trap and force Paul George to give up the ball and, and force a lot of turnovers and, and frustration. Uh, so Pacers may actually be in a little bit better shape because of the injury situation. Uh, Bucks' depth has been a little depleted with Malcolm Brogdon and uh, John Henson out, joining Jabari Parker, who's been out for a while. Uh, so maybe that depth will be an issue uh, for the Bucks, And the Pacers obviously have one more player in the fold with Lance now. Uh, but as far as their injury report goes, um, we heard from Nate McMillan before the game on 
Tuesday uh, that Al Jefferson was actually appeared to be closer to returning than Glenn Robinson III, which was kind of surprising news. Uh, we're right, right now at the two-week mark, uh, which was when they said they would reevaluate Robinson, and uh, McMillan had said that, you know, as of last week, he wasn't even able to get up on his toe, and he hadn't seen him running at all. You know, he might be feeling better, but uh, as far as McMillan, he didn't have a, a, a good update on his physical state because he hasn't even seen him run. Uh, as for Jefferson, he has seen him out doing some activities on the court, uh, and his injury status um, for the game actually changed on Wednesday. Uh, Jefferson moved to questionable while uh, GR3 was still out. So, uh, but Noah Robinson is strictly up to a evaluation from the doctors or, uh, you know, otherwise it sounds like he may be done at least for the regular season. So uh, that'd be a shame to really use him now, add a little more dynamic wing player to the mix um, with Lance, who's also a playmaker out there, uh, along with the size and ability to defend, just more options uh, on that rotation off the bench. Uh, which the Pacers could really use down the stretch and into the playoffs. Uh, we'll see who they might take on. Of course, Cleveland rolled past Boston in Boston on Wednesday night, so they are now at the top of the East. Uh, so if the Pacers did sneak up to eighth, they'd have the Cavs. Sixth, seventh, eighth, all in play here. Um, even the Bucks are only uh, two games ahead, so if the uh, Pacers can win on Thursday. They cut that down to a game, and, you know, the Bucks are in fifth right now, so uh, all all options are on the board here. Of course, the Hawks have a challenging schedule coming up. Uh, they play Boston, who actually will be coming off this back-to-back, so uh, that, I guess that's a benefit for the Hawks, but uh, they'll have Boston uh, while the Pacers are playing the Bucks on Thursday. So, uh, hmm, I wonder what it would take to get up to that sixth spot. And, uh, Catch the Raptors in round one. Now, that would be fun all of a sudden. I uh, wouldn't mind that at all. Now, the Raptors played Wednesday as well, kind of flipping their script from Tuesday, rallying from a big early deficit to beat the Pistons, and they also welcomed back Kyle Lowry. So that's a big difference for uh, for the Raptors going forward and might make that first-round matchup uh, something they might not want to wish for uh, if they get Lowry back in there. So... Uh, anyways, it seems like uh, this thing is day-to-day. It is, obviously. It's so many teams involved in the mix here. And the dynamic of players going and coming with injury and shaking things up and uh, the varying schedules, uh, it has really been uh, quite a you know game of musical chairs with all these spots uh, in the East uh, from 1 through 8 uh, with now nine teams really engaged. Uh, the loss by the Hornets tonight didn't mathematically eliminate the Hornets nor the Pistons, uh, but they're uh, really hanging on by a thread now. Uh, two and a half games behind the Pacers, Heat, and Bulls uh, are the Hornets. So uh, that's a that's a lot to make up uh, in a few games. So that should all but eliminate the Hornets at this point. So before we go, I want to give the mic to founder of the Lockdown Podcast Network, David Locke, to share some advertising information take it away david hi this is david Locke, founder of the locked on podcast network thanks so much for tuning in to your favorite locked on podcast we have something really special going on here 
We are the only daily local podcast format in the country. And we are one of the only places for local companies to be able to advertise on a podcast serving the fans, the listeners that want your product locally. No other podcast network does this for you. And that's why we want you to advertise right here on your favorite Locked On podcast. Our audience is 98% male. It's about 77% between the ages of 25 and 54, and also 77% between 18 and 44. So you're hitting the core demographic. If your company wants men 25 to 54 or 18 to 44, then you should advertise right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'd love to have you. Our rates are reasonable. It's all based on the amount of listens. So you can email me, David Locke, at dlock 9 at gmail.com or contact your host. We'd love to have you aboard, joining in with the great success that we're having on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you'd like any more advertising info from me, you can reach me at indycornrows at gmail.com. also love to hear from you about any other comments about the Pacers, uh, questions about the show, anything at any time. You can also reach me via Twitter at indycornrows. And you can find the show on audioboom.com. Also subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play where all prior episodes are available. Well, that's all for now. You've been listening to Lockdown Pacers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You got it. With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to twenty-five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com.